0: Hey, what's up podcast? It's Jeff and you're listening to a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk.
1: This is audio pulled from one of our daily drop-ins. That's right, daily drop-ins are back every day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 8:30 a.m. Eastern Time over on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. This is happening from November 23rd all the way to December 18th. So join us on any of the social media platforms we are at Teach Better Team for our daily drop-ins. We're here to support you answering questions talking about fun stuff bringing on special guests anything you need we're here for you join us for the daily drop-ins let's get into this special bonus episode enjoy (laughs) Hey everyone, it's Ray Hewart from the Teach Better team. I have an incredible guest with me this morning for our Teach Better team daily drop-in. You guys already know how this works. We are live every single morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, answering your questions, hanging out, kind of setting the tone, the energy for the day. We have a whole lot that we're going to be diving into in today's daily drop-in. So make sure you throw your name and where you're watching from in the comments, and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, good morning, Tyson. I always love that that like music like gets you going. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, it does. It does. I was I was trying not to dance because it says you're in the show and everybody can see and hear me.
1: It's funny because when the video is going on, they can't see or hear us, and I'm always in the background like da da na da da like the whole time. It's so. Funny. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. I love seeing people throwing in the comments already saying good morning. We are currently streaming on both our Facebook page with, by the way, you guys should go like so you can know all the things with the Teach Better team. We're streaming in our private Facebook group, which is full of like 5,000 plus educators just focusing on being their best every single day. We're streaming on the Teach Better team YouTube over on Twitter and on Twitch. It's going to be so much fun. Tyson, I am so stoked that you're joining us. I have talked about you probably to an embarrassing extent already, and now you're actually live here with us. I'm going to try and keep my cool. If people have not connected to you yet, do you mind kind of sharing like who are you? What do you do in education? Where are you currently streaming from? All that good stuff.
2: Okay, I am currently an elementary assistant principal. Um, I was previously a health and health and PE teacher, middle school health and PE teacher for like forever. So this is totally new, totally new for me. Um, in a pandemic, why not? Let's go. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I've been in education. You know, I've been health PE teacher background, 15, 16 years, and then now I'm an elementary AP and I'm enjoying it, uh, learning every single day. So, But I'm in Chester, South Carolina. That's where I teach. And I just live up the road in another town in South Carolina. But we're about 40 minutes from the border from Charlotte. So you nice. familiar with Charlotte. So we are like a little bedroom community of Charlotte. So we're a little extension.
1: I, I won't lie. I know this is unrelated to our daily drop-in. But Charlotte, um, I've been to your airport about a million and a half times. And I do have to say, I think my favorite airport in the entire country is Charlotte Airport. I really do like it.
2: Uh, it's a nice airport and they've always keep remodeling and keep redoing it. So it's it's a pretty good, cool little airport. It's hard to like really, it's hard to hear you say that because I, I grew up here. So yeah, I know it's like Charlotte, really? You know, guess, people across the country.
1: It's like a spider though. You have like the hub in the middle and then all the legs. And what yeah. I find is every time I go through the hub in the middle, there's someone like jamming on in the piano. And it's just really <laughs> a fun environment to walk into. I really dig it.
2: Yeah, I like Charlotte a whole lot. It's a it's really nice little city to live right outside of.
1: Well, Tyson, you've been a part of like the Teach Better team family for a bit, but I don't actually know that story. I do want to dive into questions for you about just you as a person, because I know so many people have already connected with you and so people will continue to connect with the work you're doing. And then also obviously daily dropping guys, we're going to be taking your questions all day long or at least for the next hour. So feel, <laughs> free, feel free to throw your questions in here. we would be happy to talk shop about anything that might be interesting you, whether it be about Tyson, the teach better team, education, or anything in between. We really created the daily drop in to be a safe space to talk through questions. I know Tyson. we, before we came live, had a few things we were talking about that I'd love to get into as well. Um, Dave Schmidt gave you a little shout out saying that you've been a part of the mastermind and just have constantly been someone supporting others, adding value. How did you get involved with the team? Like, I don't, I know that we've been friends on Facebook for a while, but like, is there a story there or did you just walk in and you were like, hey, I'm just going to be like a favorite. Welcome, welcome.
2: Actually... I did just kind of yeah. stroll in. I kind of stumbled upon this Teach Better team. And I was like, well, I'd like to teach better. You know, at the time, I'm a teacher. I'd like to do that. So see what this is about. Um, so I saw, like, the speaker opportunities. And then I reached out to you about that, mm-hmm. about, okay, how do you become a speaker? And you were like, whoa, 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 pump your brakes. First, we start as a guest blogger.
1: Yeah, a guest blogger? And I
2: was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to connect you with Caitlin. So that's how I knew Caitlin. And then I I finally was able to construct my first two blogs this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's kind of where I started. And I just been kind of looking and keeping up and I was actually going to present at the conference that never happened because of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I, I, that's, I I just kind of stumbled upon you guys and then kind of just, just jumped right in, and I jumped right into the mastermind uh, last week with with Dave Schmidho. And um, they were like, "Hey, we just talk, and we just, you know, anything that you need." And I was like, "Man, okay, so I need this right away." And everybody was just ready, right there, to, with advice, encouragement, uh, reaching out, um, making connections. So I, I just kind of jumped right in. I'm just glad that I was welcome.
1: I, well, first of all, of course you'd be welcomed, but I love that you got involved so quickly and so much. Dave says you should have asked Jeff how to get involved and not me. <laughs> it's because I knew you had such incredible things to share. I was like, this is what I do. Somebody reaches out to me and they're like, hey, Ray, I want to get involved in the team. And I'm like, great. Let me give you the list. Guest blogger, host mastery chat, come on teach better talk podcast. Like the, it's just a ripple effect. Join the mastermind. I love that everybody kind of has Their comfortability, their space that they can walk into and then decide if they want to go further. I think you being involved in all these areas is so incredible, so important. We're always trying to grow our network and already adding value, asking questions, hopefully gaining a little bit of value. I've really loved your blog. So I just feel like you've been popping up all over in 2020. And I was thinking today about coming live. I'm like, where did he come from? We just had like so much great value, new connections virtually.
2: Well, I just kind of came out of nowhere. Just Mm -hmm. kind of just. I just kind of showed up and said, Hey, I want to be friends with people. Um, so I just I just got in your life and all of that. I said, This is the time. Well
1: this is a good space to just get new friends and, and I love that. So that's that's wonderful. You know, as we uh see people jumping in the the comments, there's already so many people celebrating a lot of a lot of what you've been doing, what we'll continue to do, and some of the conversation we're having here. As a reminder for our daily drop-in, we are here to not only talk shop, but also support you and what you guys are currently dealing with. How's your morning going and and really thinking about like what hurdles might come up this week that that we can dive into and really be hopefully problem solvers with you. Nobody needs to live in that isolation island alone. So feel free to post your thoughts in the comments. Tyson, when we were were not quite live yet, but we were on camera, you were talking about how it's been a busy morning. This is, there's a lot of transitions going on in your school. You guys are currently in like some sort of hybrid cohort model. Will you, will you tell us a little bit about what the school looks like right now, logistically, and then, Anything weird that that might also spark some conversation for for listeners today?
2: okay, so our our kids come. have been coming since September eighth um and they have they're two three separate cohorts. You're in cohort a, um which is in person Monday and Tuesday. You're in cohort b Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. or you're strictly virtual. Um, so those are our three choices that you have. Um, and of course, if you're here Monday, Tuesday, you're virtual the rest of the week, and vice versa for the Wednesday, Thursday kids. Um, just recently, we started with small group instruction on Fridays. So it's not the whole population, but those kids that need a little, little extra, a little something, something. Uh, they come in on Friday. We set up buses and lunches, and we get them in here, and we we get them get them home for. I think eight to 11. So just, just three hours, not a whole day. Um, And it may just be one subject, probably not two, but you just get that little extra help. But uh, so this morning I came in, so let me go back. Um, Last week I was out because my daughter was exposed in her class. Yeah. It was okay. She tested negative, but we had to stay home all last week. So Mm -hmm imagine a you know a, a new assistant principal is at home and has to work from home mm-hmm. after a week being off so i came in today and it was a very busy monday morning <laughs> so over the weekend we we got the new plexiglass shields it it kind of looks like um i don't know like oz if you've seen that show back in the day real clear glass from florida above their head I think they're turned the wrong way. So, and that was the first thing they said. Good morning, welcome back. Go look at my room. <laughs> so that was that was my morning this morning. I was like, oh boy, I'm not going to make the daily drop in.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, and you threw this in your morning to do list as if you didn't have enough going on, which I think is very ambitious.
2: <laughs> but I will say though, I will say about this particular building. Um, I told them about this opportunity, and people just pitch in. They just help. So they, you know, they're gonna cover me for an hour, which is good, which is more than they really want to do, but they'll they'll do it. Yeah, so it, it was something I that I couldn't miss, that I couldn't turn down. So I just kind of explained it that way, and people just kind of pitch in and help. So.
1: Well we're thrilled you're here. I'm so glad that it would all work out. But I think you're you're really sharing kind of a reality of what a lot of people have dealt with over the last few weeks, over the last few months of not only, it's kind of twofold. One is managing like home life, right? So when something goes on with your daughter, having it then affect you and then it's kind of like a ripple effect of everything else. But then yeah. on the side, there's also this reality of like, kind of walking into school and seeing a few surprises every day, right? Like, unfortunately, that is the life we live. I remember walking into my room and seeing plexiglass. I mean, like, well, this is a new one for my career. <laughs> that wasn't there before. So, I mean, these these moments are are challenging um, in and of themselves. But then you put them together in one morning and it's like, Whew, we're done with a lot right now.
2: We are. But, you know, you just got to tell them, hey, let's take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. Eventually, at some point, it's going to be okay. Right now, you're not very happy with your room. That's the first thing you saw, but we'll get this taken care of at some point. And and it won't be the end of the world. But good morning. I missed all of you.
1: (laughs) You uh, I like that suggestion because I think, you know, as we talk through the Daily Drop-In, a lot of this is sharing stories, you know, sharing positivity, but also those strategies those takeaways that our network can utilize when they get put in situations and they need to you know make a choice it's fork in the road do you go left or right and i think your mindset of just kind of being accepting the mindset of kind of walking in and not letting physical things get in the way of you you know seeing the people in the room as well like even in your like joke there you're like yeah we'll get through it but by the way good morning right like acknowledging the fact that these are people they're just doing their best and they are, you know, kind of coming together like a family to support each other. And regardless of the plexiglass or the quarantine or anything in between, we really need to ensure that what's going on in our daily lives. We also take time to to see those around us for what it is. People doing good work. You know what I mean?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, just knowing that. I mean, it's it's a partnership. I mean, you know, you're going to have people that weak links. You got your strong, let's pull it all together and somehow it's going to smooth out. It's eventually, it's going to work out.
1: So is that a mindset, Tyson, that you carry all the time? Like, are you, are you just a naturally like warm, cool and collected person? Is this something you've been working on for a while? Cause I won't lie to you. This, this like, don't let things bother me and just focus on the people. That That's not an easy mindset to have. I fall, I find myself falling off of that. Sometimes I got to check myself and be like, Ray. Get it together. It's like is this just normally your persona? Has this been something you've adopted during COVID or maybe since being in leadership?
2: I think it's kind of my personality like mm. period. Um mm. I mean, it hasn't always been that way. It's a it's evolved. Um, but for the most part, for my most of my adult life, it's okay. Nothing's that bad that we can't get through. Mm. So let's just let's just work through it and you know. Eventually this, this too shall pass, you know, everything shall pass and you just got to do the best you can. Let's survive. The kids are coming and they're going to be freaked out as well. So if we're freaked out, they're going to be freaked out. So let's just try to make them as comfortable with this situation um, and get them settled in and go on with our day and deal with this when they go home.
1: <laughs> well, and it's funny because I remember that being a, a conversation that I was a part of in August in the Admin Mastermind, which I know you're you're a participant in. And by the way, if you're listening right now and you aren't a part of the Teach Better Team Administrative Mastermind, you can join that at teachbetter.com mastermind. It happens twice on Tuesdays, which is insane. In the morning and in the afternoon, you kind of pick which one or you go to both. And it's just a collection of good people talking shop but but in august i was a part of one and there was this really beautiful discussion going on with leadership saying what do we say to our teachers like everyone's freaking out at that time still things were changing so quickly people were still just trying to adapt and get ready to do the best they could for students and administrators were discussing in this wonderful format of like what's the message this august and I really loved that the suggestion was made that the, the focus really should be what type of message are you hoping for your teachers to bring to the students? Because then that can be the same message administrators choose to give to teachers. And I can already tell you nodding your head this mindset of, you know, teachers serve students and that's like their biggest focus and modeling a lot of those practices, using them to then support the teachers from a leadership lens. I think has really allowed for administrators to be the support that teachers are looking for right now because they're modeling what then has to be trickled throughout the building and other capacity.
0: Well, I think our our principal here has has
2: been she's she's provided a good model. Um, it's it's three words that that we're working off of: patience, grace, and flexibility.
0: Yeah.
2: Because that's, that's just that's just what it is. That's I guess that's our leadership motto, um, because things are going to change. Um, things are going to happen. Uh, and they're not as happen as as rapidly now as they were in August. But they still things still change. Like you show up this morning and I, I can't hardly walk in my room. Yeah. OK, we got to adapt. This is something new we didn't expect. We, we expected one thing. Now we now and you get here and it's something else you got to change the plan. All right, well, what are we going to do now? So that's just kind of our, our leadership motto. I've really learned that from our principal. Um, you know, she's brought that down and I just carry out the mission.
1: <laughs> no, that's the best part of, you know, we talk a lot about surrounding yourself with good people. And when you're able to work with people that You know, challenge you in certain areas and support us in our areas of weakness that are are their areas of strength or can provide a message that we can make all decisions off of that why statement. And I I think that that is incredible leadership and not only something that I'm sure we're all able to learn from, but also something that's just appreciated so that we can serve in whatever gaps exist that we can help with as that mission is being implemented. So- I love that stuff. Dave kind of took us where I was trying to get with this conversation, solely but surely. I had a really, really good conversation with Dave Schmidt who coincidentally also runs our mastermind. This just keeps coming up today, and Dave's a great member of the Teach Better team, who um, has a lot going on in his life. Right? Like Dave is somebody who's a part of the Teach Better team. He works at a university. He's just he's a he's a dad. He balances so much in his life, um, and so he's. Kind of asking a question about balance. Can you talk through how that balance works? He says, I struggle finding time with my kids need because I always justify work um, instead. And so I think as we look at this question, a lot of people struggle with this. Like a lot of people, a lot of educators, whether they're in a leadership role or or just you know serving within the education ecosystem, finding balance in life is something I joke about all the time stinking at. So is there a is there a strategy or a tip or something that you use to kind of balance? I mean, clearly being a strong leader in a school building, but also being a father and managing all these other things in your in your world.
2: Well, I I told myself before I got this position that I would find that balance um, for me. Work is done when I leave here, whatever time that is, it's just done. Um, there's just some things, it, it's, it, it's probably not going to be solved, or it can wait till tomorrow. Uh, but I got to have a little bit of time for my kids. You know, when I get home, all right, now it's it's dad time. You know, I can look at an email. If it's not an emergency, it can wait till tomorrow.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, so that's, you, you kind of have to cut yourself off from, from work. And you always want to serve your students or your teachers or what have you, but at some point, my family has to come in to play um so i've that's what i've adopted is just when i leave work work is done and then i go to the next part of my life and then uh, i live that part of my life just live in the moment live live where you are right now um that's that's really my only strategy it's not really you know fun or exciting but that's just what i do
1: You know, it's funny, we were chatting before you came live with me and um, you were talking about how you reached out to Lindsay Titus and Lindsay Titus talks about this a lot in her world. She supports educators constantly. And she says here, like anytime we talk to her about balance, it's really about setting parameters for yourself and then caring about yourself enough to choose to live within those Parameters. So your mindset of, oh, when I leave work, I have to choose, I have to make an active choice to say, I got to leave work at work unless it's an emergency. And, and we can have our checklist of what constitutes an emergency, what can wait, what cannot. But you know, that parameter of I walk out of the school building and I'm changing roles. And I think as a lot of people are working from home, just because you can't walk out of your school building does not mean you can't put in parameters for yourself. Yeah. I do it all the time using utilizing my calendar. I have a kind of like my calendar set up with every single thing that goes on um, throughout the day. And I'm really strategic. Like I, I live up by my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist Is my like kind of mindset. And so I intentionally put time in there where it's like, Ray, no appointments. Like this is intentional time where I get to step away from from work, and it doesn't mean that I don't think about work. It doesn't mean that I don't go back but um but like taking intentional time to put your focus on something else, whether it be family, children, anything in between uh is so important for us to choose to do and it no one said it was going to be easy.
2: no, it's not easy. I see a couple of the questions rolling in about how what if you work at home or what it you know what if work is at home, right. It's the same. I don't want to say it, it's, it's easy and it's cut and dry, but like you just said, you have to set those parameters. If you're done at five o'clock, be done at five o'clock. If you're done at three 30, be done at three 30 and then leave, leave that work where it is. Because if you, if you stay on it and stay on it, I, I find this too, that if you're always available, people are always going to take advantage of that. If they know I can get him at 930 at night or I can get him at 630 or if I can get him at five in the morning, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him when it's convenient for me. If you set those parameters, then people understand. OK, then they start to value your, your time a little more. Um, so, but it it it's hard. Working at home is hard. I mean, I only did it for a few short months, but it, it was difficult.
1: Yeah, I, I want to dive into this a little bit more because you're right. The moment we started talking about this, we have a ton of comments coming in and they were all asking the same question. I threw a few up on the screen here, but it was uh, How do you do this when work is actually at home? Any advice when you, any advice how to leave work when you're working from home? This one right here from Jody, who, by the way, we love Jody. Hi, Jody, love you. Uh, says, I'm struggling to leave work at work when I'm teaching from home. Like, there are, like, this is the reality of what we're living in, but there are things we can do. And so a silly thing going back, Tyson, your, your story initially started with when I'm at school, I'm at school. And when I leave the building, that's how I make that shift. I think that's common for some educators. I think that even before COVID, we, we made this, you know, we made this, uh, kind of like shift in choice in our life. Um, but there are ways to do this at home. And so whether you're doing the calendar, you know, tip that I was sharing that I use where, You know i intentionally have time where i step away on my calendar and i really really try not to book things that are work related in that period of time you can start small it can be an hour two hours it can be a a gap of time that you have consistently like five o'clock in the afternoon all the way through the evening you're busy and then therefore people can't schedule time with you um but but the other strategy is that everybody kind of needs their own piece. Not everything's going to work for for every individual. I don't know about you, Tyson. When you were working at home, did you have like a like a space that you were working at in your in your home, like a kitchen table or an office that you were able to kind of do your work from?
2: Yeah, I was able to find a space because um, everybody was at home, so right. we all had to find our own little space mm-hmm. space to work. Mm-hmm. And I set up the hours that I was available, but after that. I'm not available uh, because if you uh, I I said this the other night in in a chat, but if you burn the candle at both ends, eventually it's 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 going to burn out.
0: You're not going to have any
2: energy at some point. You have to have the energy for for work and you have to recharge. You have to go home. You have to recharge. You have to step away um, or you're not going to be any good. Mm
1: Well, and the truth is, is that you can set up those restrictions just moving from your office workspace to Mm -hmm. a different part of your home. If you're somebody working at your kitchen table, then not only close your laptop, but put it away somewhere else. Like make it, make Make it it hard to, yeah, like I'm physically in my office right now in my home. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have this quiet space to work. But when I when I need to step away from work, whether that be for a mental break or for a period of time, like I'm leaving my office, I'm closing my door, and I'm stepping away. And so if you always make yourself available either via your phone or by having your computer out, you're making it even more challenging than it already was going to be by yeah. by allowing yourself to be available. <laughs> so um I wanna think about Tyson, when you talk about communicating, um your availability to others, you know, Jody, threw in the comments next. She's like, "Oh, I'm really feeling this. Uh, if you're always available, comment is." I think a lot of people struggle communicating to people that they are unavailable. It, it feels uncomfortable. It feels uh, dismissive. Sometimes it can feel um, irresponsible or um, unkind. Is there is there a way that you feel like is easily easy to communicate, you know, it's not that I don't care about you, but I'm not working right now. It it can you talk us through that a bit?
2: Well, um, and that was the big thing about I, I can just take this position, for example, just establishing relationships with your teachers. Mm, sure. Once you do that, it's easy to have that tough conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I saw your email last night, but I always address it in the morning mm-hmm. because you know, and, and it's easy to talk to them because we have that relationship where, oh, okay, I understand that you're you're at home and you're valuing your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important with your parents. It's important to establish those with your students or what have you, whatever situation that you're in. Establish that relationship to where it's easier easy to have a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. And boundaries is a tough conversation. Um, Saying that I can't help you right now because I'm I'm over here and I'm not available is a tough conversation um, to have. It doesn't have to be a nasty conversation, but it can be easy once you establish a relationship with with people.
1: Yeah. You know, we set boundaries a lot in our life and I think it's just hard to set them at work. And it's also really challenging to set them when it when we know it can affect other people. Uh, It's much easier sometimes to set boundaries for ourselves than it is to set a a boundary that you know could negatively impact somebody else. And I I love that your focus is that you can't offend somebody who truly knows you, right? Like if you build a relationship with somebody, if they know that you're that a core value of your leadership, a core value of your friendship and relationship with them is that you care for them and you want to do right by them and you are a cheerleader for them, then your choice to set up a boundary can't be misinterpreted. And if it is, it's something that you can fix, right?
2: Right. And, and part of having these conversations is, and and this may be because I'm, I'm new at this, but when there's an email that comes through that asks me something, if I'm available, I'm going to go down and talk to them because it's, it's kind of hard to, to to gauge emotion during an email and going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of keeping that relationship going as well. Just, just communication. If you don't have to email, don't. But I, I get it if you have to, like if you're virtual, you can't just go down to somebody's house. But yeah. um, for me, I'm I'm in the building and if I get an email, i'm gonna go pop down to miss so-and-so's room and you know check this out um, and and talk about
0: it
1: i love those pop-ins i love when i email somebody who i know is in the building and then they pop down to my room it just it feels so nice to have somebody take the time to come see you it feels so nice to have a conversation versus trying to interpret things via email And it's also a great break. If you're listening right now, especially in a leadership role or in any sort of classroom role, you get stuck in your classroom, you get stuck in your office. And if you can see an email as an excuse to be like, I'm going to move from my seat and go take a break and the mental break of walking through the hallway of saying hello to somebody to then popping into the classroom to then commenting about a about a poster in the classroom and then talking about what the email is about. I mean, that's that's refueling in and of itself. So um, I, I honestly, maybe I'm old school, judge away Tiza, maybe you're not gonna like this, but I actually think that virtual, the equivalent of that is like picking up a phone call. Like, I know that we don't know this, but like these things you can like talk on the phone versus they text- They do
0: work.
1: I know, it's <laughs> crazy, right? Like you can use your voice to talk to somebody, it's nuts. Um, I just feel like phone calls are such great ways to to help with those follow up conversations.
2: I think that's that would be the equivalent to mm-hmm. popping down mm-hmm. to the room uh, virtually because mm-hmm. then you're having a conversation, you're talking it out, um, you can gauge people's feelings, which is important, um, and they can they know where you're coming from, they they know your tone and and how it's coming out. So that would be the equivalent to to popping down.
0: So,
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a, yeah, I don't know if that makes me too old school. Maybe people can feel the same, like, appreciation and love and care through a text. I know there are people who text me that make me feel wonderful, but there's just something special, something special about a phone call, about a personal interaction. You know, um, tone makes the world of a difference. Uh, it does. Uh,
2: sometimes you can't read it like you can't read it through the email you can't read it through the text um so sometimes a phone call is necessary Uh, i don't think it's necessary all the time but sometimes it just is
1: yeah i totally agree and i think the same is student with students i mean andrea posted here uh for my students i always start with i'm so glad you finished your missing work and uh and want me to grade it but i'll get to it as soon as i can like this is her not only communicating that she has boundaries, but starting with that positive, trying to ensure that the student knows like how excited she is for them, the appreciation she has. She's congratulating them for the work that they've done and then also setting the boundary. And I think this is a great example of the structure of how a conversation can go, whether it be with a student, a colleague, a friend, a, you know, a counterpart to be able to say, you're you're coming from the right space. You may not be available right now, but you're coming from a space of appreciation and celebration. And they are a priority. They just aren't an immediate priority in this current moment, but will be shortly in your life.
2: Correct. She framed it up really well. I'll get to it as soon as I can.
1: I'll get to it as soon as I can. Yeah. And sometimes that time frame's different. I mean, we're all human, but um, but I think showing in your language—I'll get to it as soon as I can—shows that there is urgency that that they feel. Um, that while it can't be solved right now, it's not something that's going on the bottom of the to-do list to to accomplish. True. Dave, I'm making fun of my phone calls. <laughs> Hold up, I talk to Dave quite frequently. Whether it be like on live camera or I call him, Dave. You know I like. You know you like our phone calls. It, yeah, you, I'm I'm a phone call person. I
2: can do phone calls sometimes. I really can. I really yeah. can. Depends. Depends on who it is. Is it somebody I see all the time? Maybe not. Yeah. Or is it somebody I never see?
0: I can do a phone call.
1: But that's the difference. If you see them all the time, then you may not need the the um avenue of a phone call because you may not need to go through the tone or the inflection. Like they know you. So right. you don't need the phone call versus somebody who's communicating through via email who hasn't necessarily built that perfect relationship with you it's important that they hear your voice it doesn't need to happen all the time but you know certain context certain topics it's all all a thing
2: yeah every now and again it's good it's good
1: alex says we're fully remote but there are still teachers in the building I think I need to get out of my building and get into other buildings too just to check in on people following safety protocols of course and i I think this goes along the lines of what we're saying of getting stuck in your office tyson have you ever found yourself getting stuck in your office where you're like, I got to get out of here.
2: All the time. I have built in and I got a cart. I got a cart so I can always be in the hallway. So I have have my laptop on there.
0: Mm I have my radio on there.
2: I have all the things that I need. An email comes through. Sometimes I can do it on my phone. Sometimes I need my laptop. So now I have everything I need in my office except the phone. Um, like if it rings on the landline, then obviously, um, I can't answer it, but that keeps me, you know, in tune with the building. Okay. I can, you know, push around here, see what's going on here. And when I go to the classroom, it's it's not always to gotcha on the teachers. I need to know what's going on. You know, Hey, I might need to, or I might just want to know, um, this area is so new for me. Elementary is totally new. So I need to see how it goes. So, you know, I take my cart and roll around and pop in here, pop in there, um, and, and go check it out. Um, just so I don't get stuck in here. There are times, yes, I, I just have to be in my office. But I love being in the in the hallway, just rolling around know. on my cart.
1: Yeah, I like that. Samantha's agreeing with you. She says, Love that idea, hallway office uh i know my leadership does that all the time he has this like funny standing desk with wheels on it and it rolls around it's like a it's just enough to fit like a laptop like you were saying a laptop and a and a radio and yep. a cup of coffee put your cup of coffee on there and um in the building i work in beautiful building it's about 10 years old and there's this like main hall where it's these big beautiful windows like the school in is absolutely drop dead gorgeous i love the architect. But then these two stairs that go up and in the middle, he parks himself right in the middle during, a during moments of the school day during a typical year and will just work in the hall because you see everyone. You can say hi to students during passing periods. He rolls and goes into different classrooms. I mean, it's just fun to see people out and about, people that you can interact with on a, you know, low key basis, but also gets you out of your office. So you don't got to be stuck within those four walls of deciding if your door is going to be opened or closed. But taking those walls away and really being a part of the entire like school environment. So fun. Yeah.
2: It kind of, it's literally an open door policy. Cause I'm, yeah. cause I'm there. I'm there. And I want you to talk to me. I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if I don't I can't, I can't help. So
1: totally true. It's funny. Andrea has been to my school. Andrew and Megan visited me a few years ago. Uh, and I, it's true. My school building is so fantastic. My admin's wonderful as well. But uh, the the way they design schools, I think really can affect um, a number of different things. And something I brag on the school that I work with is like a school that I work in, and I'm making this up. This is a made up percentage, but it's like 60% windows. Like I love that there's so much light. There's so much just space. It makes you feel so open. It's probably not 60% windows. It's probably far less, but it really feels like every avenue you walk down, you can almost see through the entire building. It's gorgeous.
2: I like that. Um, I don't have any w- windows in my office either. So that's another reason I'm out.
1: Another, <laughs> You have to get out of your building. You're right. Because you can truly, it's like a cave, right? You could work in there forever and you don't know. You're like, is the sun out? Are people still out there? Right? You yeah. got to move in.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's how it feels. So that's why I get out.
1: I love it. So good. Um, So as we're looking at, I mean, geez, we've been live for 40 minutes. We've had so much interaction, clearly talking about, you know, setting boundaries for yourself and creating work environments where you can see other people and interact is something that we're all not only missing in this world of COVID, a lot of people have, you know, been working from home, but but also something that we need to choose to incorporate just because you're not in your building, you can't stand in the hallway and high five kids doesn't mean you cannot have really genuine, wonderful interactions with people that fill your bucket back up. And I think that's really resonated with with people this morning is that this this concept of truly going back to seeing people as human beings. Right. Like, oh, right. there's Plexiglass. glass. So oh, it's a busy morning. But by the way, good morning. Right. It's, good it's morning. Yes. Yeah so, so important. You know, one of the things we have going on with the team right now uh, that's just kicking off this morning. So if you're tuning in this morning and you haven't seen some of the big news that Teach Better team will be releasing December 7th, which is today, uh, we are finally kicking off our big promotion for a gifted grid campaign, which is all about um, the Teach Better team's partnership with a beautiful nonprofit called Education Blueprint. You can visit them at educationblueprint.org. And it's a free sharing platform where teachers make a free account. It takes like 13 and a half seconds to like throw in your email, make an account. And it's just a space that exists that asks teachers to share things they love. This could be worksheets, activities, grids, anything in between. But it's a nonprofit that has created a space that organizes it, not only by topic, by grade level, by standard and everything in between. And we love that it was created by by beautiful, beautiful educators who just wanted to find a way to create a space for teachers to collaborate and share so that all educators, regardless of where you live, have access to incredible free tools and resources that can then positively impact their students. Um, Tyson, do you have teachers in your building that you work with that, that have this mentality of sharing? And, and do you think that that's important that that educators choose to share not only with each other, but maybe even just share their voice of what's going on in their classroom to our communities.
2: I think it's important um, for teachers to share because then you get on that island by yourself.
1: You're
2: right. um, we all can't do it. We can all can't do it ourselves. So that's why it's important to collaborate to see you know what's what's going to be the best practice or. Or I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just having several ideas to bounce around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why. I, and plus, I just like people. So I like collaborating and coming up with new stuff and um, seeing how, seeing what works, what doesn't work, what worked for you may not work for me. Just having those collegial conversations. Um,
0: mm-hmm. It's important.
1: Well, and for me, I find that I, I can put together a great activity for students, but I find myself very often like getting stuck in a bubble, right? Like I need people to really challenge my thinking to go think outside of the box. And so when I'm able to like steal an idea from another teacher, that helps me be a better educator for the people that I work with, a better educator for the students that I serve. And so the more ideas people can share, in my mind, it it benefits everyone. Um, I know that you said that you originally started, obviously not in an administrator role, but But as a teacher working with students, did you have like a favorite activity or favorite topic that you enjoyed teaching?
2: Oh, my goodness. So let me tell you a little bit about my story.
1: Okay,
0: tell me. So
2: typical, typical PE teacher starting at the beginning. I'm going to make a long story really short to get to the point. Um, But, um, you know, teaching the team sports and doing all of that. And then we'd sprinkle in some health in here, you know, every now and again. Wow. Um one year we our school was growing so much that we had to add a had to add a third PE teacher. Okay? So I looked okay. to my principal and said, "Hey, there's not really enough space for three of us in there. Can I just teach health?" Health solely health. And this is, I only did this for two or three years, so um but no, health was the worst. But <laughs> I, my, my goal was to not make it the worst.
0: Oh, I well, love that.
2: Take, take these topics that are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uh, that are sometimes, you know, very boring yeah. and just let, let's spice it up a little bit. Yeah. So I would take, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one of my activities that I enjoyed. Um, we had a nutrition unit and, and a lot of my units combined a lot of other health units together, um, we studied these five zones in the world called the blue zones about how, you know, cause they live to their a hundred years old and, you know, all their food was natural and everything came out of the ground. So I, you know, I had them comparing how does their diet, um, you know, how does it compare to what we do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How do they, li- how does their lifestyle differ from ours? Mm-hmm. Um. And I got that from another teacher on the internet somewhere. I have no idea who she is, but thank you for giving me that idea, Uh, (laughs) you know, to take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. But we ended up, you know, after several times, um, because I had a new class every six weeks, Mm -hmm. because I taught every kid in the building, every single kid came to me. So after doing it a couple of times, you know, really up to Annie, we kept getting challenged. Oh, Well, we like that presentation, but what can you do next? So what we ended up doing was collaborating with the high school
0: because
2: they had a culinary program. So so what the kids did. Our our kids, our middle school kids were responsible for picking a local restaurant because you are. That's where you can make the most change in a local restaurant, because, you know, there's no franchise. You know, you don't have to go through corporate. You just go through the owner. So they went through the menu and they had to compare it to the Blue Zones guidelines. Mm-hmm. So they had to take whatever that restaurant had and whatever that fit in the Blue Zones guidelines, and they created a dish that was Blue Zones approved. Mm-hmm. And they were marketing this dish to the local restaurants. So the, where the high school comes in is they they were the personal chef for said restaurant, and they got to critique it, tell them what kind of seasoning and spices, and then eventually they cooked it. They made it. So they got to come over. So we made this big event. So we rode over to the high school, and we got to see the culinary um, culinary arts room where, you know, the kids are back there cooking, and they got their chef hats on. And so the kids got to see that, and they didn't know it was a class. So it was kind of this big learning experience, and they got to present To a couple of restaurant owners Mm -hmm. in town, and you know, got to present their dish to them. Mm -hmm. And then after that was all over, we celebrated with, "Hey, everybody, eat!" Um, Well, the big selling point was it's middle school kids. Was I'm not eating healthy. I ain't doing that. (laughs) So I mean, those were the exact words. And by the end, it was, "Hey, that was pretty cool." And that was my whole goal was to not make it bad. You know,
0: just, mm.
2: just, I just want you to get through health. It's never going to be your favorite class, but I want you to say, hey, you know what? I did something kind of cool in there, but you know. Yeah. So well, those are kind of things that we kind of try to make those experiences happen.
1: I love your real world connection. That's something I'm so passionate about, not only connecting with the high school, but also connecting with local businesses that you can then connect the content to. That is truly like to the core one of my like pieces that i love and so i love your example with that these are the types of ideas that can't only be shared here in daily drop-in but should be shared everywhere to any health educator to any educator that wants to to do work to partner with high schools or local companies like there are such important ideas that live within all every single educator that if we can just get people talking, if we can get people sharing resources, sharing their ideas, that that's really all, all I feel like teachers need. We don't need to be handed the perfect lesson plan to go implement. We need to be handed some ideas, some inspiration and a few tools and resources to be like, now I'm gonna go make it my own to ensure that it connects to my students, my standards and and my you know responsibilities within my profession. Being inspired by the incredible things that educators are doing. And so that's kind of this big push for, um, gift a grid, which is kind of our, our play with our uh, mastery learning framework called the grid method is we really want to encourage every single educator, whether you are in a unit office, in, a, in an administrative role in a building, if you work Anywhere within the building ecosystem of supporting students, if you have an idea, if you can, ha- if you have a a unit plan, you want to type up that beautiful story Tyson was so perfect. that You could throw ideas in a in a in a Google Doc and throw that up on educationblueprint.org. Or take one day, one activity, one prompt you gave students in that unit and throw that up at educationblueprint.org. Finding opportunities to share really is going to make our education system stronger. So I want to give a little shout out to everybody listening that if you're a teacher and you have one cool mini lesson you're doing today, throw that up at educationblueprint.org. It's a free system and you're simply just giving the gift uh, to somebody else of an idea. And I think the more we can live in a space of generosity, the more we can live in a space of supporting others the better. Uh, I know I myself am doing like some goofy stuff with kiddos today. I'm going to take that idea and throw it up at educationblueprint.org. And I might try and do that more than once, but I'm challenging all of you at least one time within the next month, find one idea, one concept, or one general overview of a beautiful unit like Tyson shared. Share that at edu- educationblueprint.org and Gift, gift an idea to somebody uh, in the world so we can, you know, really support our kiddos. So Tyson, that was a perfect example. It's like we planned this.
2: It is like we planned it. It's kind of worked out.
1: So good. Tyson, I do want to make sure that before we end today for our daily drop-in, everyone can stay connected to you. I know you're already blogging. You're a part of the Mastermind. You've done so much to support the Teach Better family. But you also are an educator that's constantly sharing with people, constantly supporting others. You even noted that you had connected on Boxer with a few of our Teach Better family members. How can people connect with you? Is Twitter best? Facebook? What works best for you?
2: All the platforms work. Um, I am so social. Um, Love it. Twitter at TG4667. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, TYG1979. And Facebook's just my name so however you want to do that i i love connecting with people so talk and shop or you know whatever you want to do
1: well for everybody listening i encourage you to go connect with tyson i've loved the content that you continue to share with educators and i think your collaborative mindset is so spot on i just hope that everybody takes a little bit of all the inspiration you provided today and throws it into their day their week their month and everything in between Tyson, we are going to stay right here, but I do want to thank you for coming live with us and being a part of this experience. I was so excited to talk shop with you, so I really appreciate you taking the time.
2: I appreciate you having me. It was was a blast.
1: So fun. For everybody else, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morning. Thank you for joining our daily drop-in that's streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And do not forget, We are live every single morning, Monday through Friday, all the way through December 18th. December 18th is going to be our last day. We have a lot of fun things going on with the team this month, including some course codes, some swag, some uh, big pushes for us to continue to support one another with the Gift a Grid campaign. So just stay connected and keep being awesome. We hope you have a wonderful Monday. All right. Bye, guys.